Hello everyone, I am Trucker Doug, and welcome to Don't Get Me Started. Uh, today I wanted to talk about uh, why so many people seem to be so hell-bent on being angry all the time. And in, in my humble opinion, uh, very often angry about the dumbest or most unimportant stuff. Um, you know, I, I'm sure that Every one of you watching um, has looked back on your life at one time or another, um, you know, and, and assessed what's happened, right? We, we all evaluate our lives, right? We look at the good, the bad, the blah, uh, you know, where we've been, where we are, and, you know, to kind of measure, you know, how we're doing. Uh, I, I do this all the time while I'm driving, um, and it works out great for me because not only do I get a chance to to get things off of my chest by talking out loud to myself, um, I get to talk to an expert while I'm doing it, you know. Uh, it, seriously, like, I've, I've watched enough Jordan Peterson's videos and am almost halfway through his book, uh, 12 Rules for Life and Anecdote for Chaos, that um, at this point, I'm practically a licensed psychologist. Uh, you know, normally I would probably laugh and say that I'm joking, but that's kind of almost how much how we do things, right, in our society nowadays. Uh, you know, someone reads a, a Facebook or a Twitter post uh, from some dim-witted celebrity, or, or worse yet, their angry Aunt Karen, um, you know, who happen to turn on CNN for 30 seconds or watch an episode of The View and voila, you know, they're an expert all of a sudden. And you can't argue with those people either because, well, if you do, that's just racist and phobic. Anyway, my point is that life as an American is pretty damn good. Uh, you know, sure, most of us, myself included, we we suffer through, you know, a few piss poor moments every now and then, but, um, but shit, seriously, I mean, we have to make up shit to complain about, to be angry about here, you know, mo most of us anyhow, uh, you know, hell, especially in regards to the, the last couple of generations, um, you know, most Americans come out of the womb at level three of uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? You stop, stop and think about it, you know. Many of us, or I should say many of our poor populations in this country suffer from obesity. You know, how many fat Venezuelan refugees do you see uh, caravanning their asses up here to our southern border? You know, you, you don't. Um, and, and that's because you can't get fat if there's no food. You know, yay socialism, right? So when, when I evaluate my own life, I really have to ignore a whole bunch of shit in order to, for me to start complaining too loud. I, I mean, I, I make pretty damn good money, you know, six figures. Um, I have a pretty hot wife. None of our daughters are strippers. Our son isn't on meth. Uh, 
nor has he been arrested for bringing guns to school. Um, you know, and again, he's homeschooled, so I'm not sure how much of a difference that makes, you know, but, you know, tomato, tomato. Uh, what else? We have a, we have a, a good mess of grandkids who all seem to be pretty well adjusted. And yeah, we have a, our five-year-old granddaughter, you know, she is destined to make it on one federal agency's watch list or another, but, you know, but hey, that's how people get their own Netflix shows nowadays. So, uh, you know, who am I to stand in the way of her dreams, you know? So anyway, when I take into account my life, there, I'm reminded that there aren't any silver spoons dangling from my family tree. Um, I come from Irish and Hungarian immigrants and, uh, believe it or not, there's not a long line of college degrees and white privilege, uh, running through my gene pool. You know, uh, hell, I, I have a four year degree in economics and I drive a truck for a living. You know, I, I don't, maybe that says more about my decision-making than anything else, but, uh, who am I to judge? Uh, and for the record, uh, speaking of college degrees, uh, yes, I am still paying off my my federal student loan debt. And uh, regardless of what CNN or Bernie Sanders says, um, I still manage to squirrel away a few nickels uh, every now and again and take our family on a couple of vacations every year. Um, you know, we keep the light and the heat, uh, lights on and the heat on, and there's food in the cupboards. So, no, I don't need Uncle Sniffy or uh, Nancy Pelosi's or anybody else's in the government's. Uh, I don't need them to use your tax dollars to pay off my debt. So, uh, my, my point is in my rambling that I'm as everyday average American as it gets. And I'm not pissed off. <laughs> well, not all the time, anyhow. I mean, I get pissy about all of the self-proclaimed victimhood and all of the finger-pointing that goes on nowadays, no doubt. I, no argument out of me for that. But I don't get that pissy about where I am in life. My lot in life is mine to own. Um, sure, along the way, sometimes I should I zigged where I should have zagged, uh, but that's on me, not society, you know, or the system. So I have to ask, where is all of the hostility coming from? You know, my, my wife mentioned to me a while back something about Mercury being in retrograde, uh, whatever the hell that means. Um, I don't, maybe it's that, uh, then maybe there's too much fluoride in the drinking water. Uh, maybe there's too much aluminum in the, uh, armpit deodorant. I didn't know that was a thing. My wife shared that with me. Uh, you know, then there's solar flares, uh, climate change, 5g radiation. You know, I don't know. It could be, it could be all those things. And, uh, you know, then again, it might not have anything to do with, with any of it. Uh, but then again, I'm just a truck driver. So, but in the spirit of the great philosopher Shrek, we won't 
know the answers to any of these questions until we start peeling away the layers of the onion. So with that in mind, let's get started. So, you know, maybe I should ask, do, is it just me or do the rest of you ever think about why so many people seem to be so angry nowadays? Because I, I think about it often, in fact. Um, and, and for a while there, I was pretty sure that it was Donald Trump's fault. Um, you know, because when you stop and think about it, there is plenty to be mad at the former president about, right? Uh, he's the reason that we have uh, climate change and global warming. Um, without him, uh, there wouldn't be any xenophobia, homophobia, transphobia. Probably wouldn't be phobophobia either, uh, come to think of that. Um, you know, Trump definitely created the, uh, you know, he created uh, gender inequality. Uh, he is 100% the reason that we have uh, the gender pay gap. Uh, it's his fault that we have gender dysphoria. And, and then, if we're being honest, I'll bet if we go back far enough, um, it's Trump's fault that there are only two genders in the first place, right? So, you know, then we've got, you know, illegal immigration that we can blame Trump for. Um, you know, border walls, that's a no-brainer, and homelessness. And then according to the dumb Ocrats, uh, if it weren't for our former dictator-in-chief, uh, the world, not just America, but the entire world would never have known about fascism or racism. You know, no, of course, none of this is Donald Trump's fault. Don't be stupid. Um, we started down this social sewer pipe uh, back when Trump was still idolized and Oprah was still his friend and wanted him to run for president. Um, personally, I'd have to say that we got this shit started somewhere around 2012, 2013. Um, Obama's second term as president uh, kind of started a shit slide that just doesn't seem to have an end. And for those of you who think that old Barry walks on water, um, I'm not implying that this is all his fault either. Um, he was a public, or uh, he was a puppet uh, who was really freaking good at public speaking. You know, he did what he was told uh, by the powers that be. I am, however, saying that he definitely bundled the kindling and uh, struck the match that sparked the dumpster fire that we have watched blaze for the last, you know, six, seven, maybe even eight years, right? And the left-wing nutcases, they, they kicked this party off by playing the number one shit starter greatest hit of all time, right? They, they, they played the race card, which is their go-to move. Uh, and let's be honest, you know, nothing gets the masses fired up um, like some good old-fashioned racial outrage, right? Uh, it, take, for example, the, the Michael Brown shooting. You guys remember that? They, they let that nonsense in Ferguson, Missouri get way out of hand. Um, hands up, don't shoot uh, was just the sort of slogan that the Clinton Foundation, I, I, I mean the Democratic Party, needed to transition into uh, Satan's, 
Hillary Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign. You see, big government liberal Democrats love social unrest. Um, it's the smokescreen that they use to camouflage all of the shady, freedom-stealing bullshit that they that they do all the time. Think about it. Who else says things like, "Well, you gotta, you know, you gotta pass it before you can see what's in it," right? Can you imagine, like, what if you? We're at a bank getting ready to close on a car loan or a mortgage loan, and 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 they told you that before you got the money. That hey, you've got to you've got to sign the documents, and then we'll tell you what the rate and the term and the monthly payments are going to be. Or you know, better yet, what if you went on a job interview and and those were the 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 terms, right? If they said, well, no, 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 you have to do the work. And then we'll tell you what the pay is. Would, would, would you take that job? Would you sign those loan documents? Yeah, no, I, I didn't think so. Uh, I, I digress a little bit. Um, so thanks to uh, His Holiness Obama, um, by the time uh, Lucifer uh, kicked off her second attempt at uh, world domination, uh, social division was well underway in this country. But see... Racial division wasn't going to be enough. Uh, fortunately, the black community is slowly catching on to the fact that Democrats, especially left-wing liberal Democrats, they care about black votes. They don't give a damn about black people, and nor do they give a damn about black communities. So, with a little help from big tech big media, and then eventually Trump's love for tweeting before proofreading, they got everybody in the country pissed off, right? It's like, it's like the police were going out of their way to do everything they could to make everyone hate them. Um, Black Lives Matter turned into anything but, you know, thank you Antifa and liberal white folks. Lesbians and gays were mad at the bisexuals. Um, Transgenders were pissed off at all three of those groups for hijacking their movement. And somehow all of that morphed into bathrooms, pronouns, and men competing in women's sports. And and at the same time, uh, bored white kids from suburbia uh, convinced themselves that they were the new Martin Luther King's and Rosa Parks of their generation. Except instead of peaceful protests, um, these fire-branded little fascists burned, looted, and destroyed anything and everything that liberal politicians would uh, let them get away with. And so, so again, I'll ask why. You know, why are so many people getting so fired up over issues that, you know, first of all, they are not new issues. Uh, Second, they're not their issues to get mad at, and most of the time. And three, that no one, especially our elected officials, seem motivated to solve or address anytime in the near future. Uh, You know, I I don't know if, if people, especially young people, didn't get enough hugs from their parents when they were growing up, or if... 
if too many people in our society, um, you know, actually believed it every time mom told them they were destined for greatness, every time she, she stuck a new finger painting drawing up on the refrigerator. I, I, I don't know. Um, either way, it seems to me far too many Americans are facing an identity crisis and they're looking for anything to attach themselves to, uh, to give meaning to their existence. And I believe that this is the cause of all this fake rage um, that has consumed so many in our country. And I use the word fake rage intentionally because, again, none of the hot-button, rage-inducing issues uh, that swirl around social and mainstream media are new. Not entirely, anyhow, right? Humans have always hated and fought with other humans uh, because of skin color, gender, sexual persuasion, geographic borders, religion, uh, inequity, etc. cetera, uh, since the beginning of, of humans, right? Um, the irony that we live in a time when limitless information is at our fingertips, yet so many are so uninformed is not lost on me. Um, too many people are too quick uh, to hear or read a headline that, that grabs their attention and, and jump on what comedian uh, Bill Burr uh, calls I'm right.com. Uh, and thank you, Bill Burr, for that because I, I, I think it hits the nail right on the head. Um, instead of seeking, you know, uh, all the sides of a particular issue and then forming a well-rounded opinion. Uh, they just run with whatever information backs up what they want to believe and they accept that as the truth. Um, earlier I mentioned a, an, a crisis of identity that seems to afflict so many people. Um, you know, when you don't know or are unhappy with who you are, it's, it's, it's almost impossible to resist the urge of mob mentality, uh, especially if celebrities or people whom we admire are ambassadors of said mob. Uh, you know, being angry is not enough. Um, hell, for that matter, being the right amount of angry uh, over the right issues is not enough. A a angry speech, like all speech for that matter, is simply not enough uh, if there's no follow-up, if there's no accountability, if there's no change. You know, a while back I read a Fox News article about a gentleman by the name of Pastor uh, Corey, Brook Corey Brooks. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, Pastor Brooks is the founder and senior pastor of Pastor of uh, New Beginnings Church in Chicago. Uh, starting on November 20th, 2021, uh, Pastor Brooks set out on a personal mission to raise awareness about gun violence and, and, and violence in general uh, that's um, plaguing majority black neighborhoods in South Chicago. Um, his mission is to live in a tent um, that's erected on top of eight 
storage containers that are stacked on top of each other uh, right across the street from his church on uh, South King Drive there in Chicago for 100 consecutive days and nights. Um, he will live in that tent um, until uh, February 28th to be exact. Um, and all he has are the clothes on his back, you know, that he wears, a tent to sleep in, a small heater to help uh, prevent him from freezing to death when the temperatures plummet, a, a small stove to cook with, uh, a bucket, like a five-gallon Home Depot bucket as a toilet, and a small wash bin for a, you know, like a sink, you know, to wash his face, brush his teeth, etc. You know, also, aside from raising awareness about gun violence, um, he's hoping to raise $35 million in financial donations so that he and his church can build a community center for the people, like actually do something. Um, will he raise all the money he's hoping? Maybe not. Uh, will he raise all the awareness that's needed? Unfortunately, most likely not. Um, but that's not the point. The point is, this is a man who's putting the rubber to the proverbial road, right? He's not virtue signaling. He's not gaslighting with open-ended sermons. And he sure as hell isn't taking, an, uh, taking a patronizing knee when there's a camera pointed in his direction. Now, granted, to be fair, he's not bringing a new set of stone tablets down from the mountaintop or... Uh, you know, nor is he wandering through the desert with his followers for 40 years either. He is, however, one man doing what one man can do. So, you know, I applaud you, sir. Um, think about how much easier it would be for him to, you know, just fire off some tweets while sitting in the comforts of his rectory at his church, right? Um, you know, contrary to that, it, it's easy to assume that that someone like Colin Kaepernick is a modern-day civil rights hero, for example. Um, it's easy to do that if you never take into account or take the time to learn that, you know, Colin Kaepernick was adopted by a very well-to-do, very loving family. And as a result, he was afforded every opportunity that the American dream has to offer. And then, after a extremely... Um, successful college football career, which translated into a successful and very lucrative NFL contract, uh, Colin Kaepernick decided that he should be the poster child for, um, for racial oppression. Uh, and then look at the ensuing controversy that followed his kneeling for the national anthem. Th this fake rage over a century uh, old issue pissed off over half the country, right? For one side or the other, right? And what was accomplished? For all practical purposes, not a damn thing. Sure, the NFL played the National Black Anthem, uh, which isn't real, by the way, um, before a few preseason games, and uh, Colin Kaepernick weaseled a fat paycheck from Nike. But, but other than that, what good came out of it? Did neither Colin Kaepernick or the NFL revitalize any black neighborhoods or communities? No. Uh, did Colin Kaepernick or the NFL, uh, you know, uh, 
you know, clean up, rebuild any uh, inner city, predominantly black uh, schools uh, or, or houses, you know, to help bridge the inequality gap created by the scourge of racism? Again, no. Uh, neither, but, how do I say this? N neither Colin Kaepernick nor racism are the point of my discourse today. What upsets me is, is how angry and divided our nation became over an issue that no one, white, black, or otherwise, seems to want to fix over the last 250 years but that the puppet masters love to stoke the flames of, especially during any election cycles. You know, I, I feel like a broken record that just keeps skipping back over and replaying the same uh, part of the record over and over and over again. If you want to be mad with rage, if you want to align yourself with a certain group or echo a certain ethos, you know, do it as a result of contemplation, not emotion. You know, for God's sake, just don't just follow the herd because you think its spokesperson is hip and trendy. Um, you know, back on February 5th, 2008, uh, Barack Obama gave a speech in which he said, um, and this is just a small snippet of that speech, but um, he said, and I quote, we are the ones we've been waiting for. We are the change that we seek. Right? You guys remember that speech? It was a pretty powerful and moving speech. Um, unfortunately, those words were not at all reinforced with action. There was no follow-up. There was no accountability. And there sure as hell wasn't any change. And so, you know, it, it's easy to point a righteous finger. It's easy to lash out with a bitter tongue or to train an angry eye on issues that could easily be addressed but aren't. Uh, you know, burning buildings, looting stores, dressing in black, wearing masks, uh, rioting, pushing people in front of moving subway trains, attacking old people while they're walking down the street. Um, these actions don't change minds. Instead, they reinforce prejudice and hatred. And if Obama was right, and our anger and rage is the change that we seek, then, in my opinion, friends, we should be very careful about what we wish for. Well, that's all I have time for this morning. Um, thank you for watching. As always, if you've enjoyed this video, please share it with your friends and family. And don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, you can also find all of my videos uh, and message me directly through my website, truckerdug.com. Uh, I would love to hear your thoughts regarding today's rants or any suggestions of issues you'd like me to talk about in the future. I am Trucker Doug, and until next time, <laughs> please don't get me started.